0: Hi, and welcome back to The Connected Athlete. Today is episode six, Control the Controllables, and I'm joined here by Elke, my co-host. Control the Controllables is a quote that I learned a very long time ago from a coach, and it's something that has stuck in my head from that day onwards. One of the things I used to do as an athlete was see all of the things that I could have done better or That were potentially outside of my ability to control them. So, one of my mentors, or who ended up being a significant mentor in my life, told me one day, Nan, you only have control over things that you can do, not what other people can do. And from that day onwards, I changed the way that I thought about how I not only play my sport, but also have within my life and how I treat that. One of the things I've tried to talk to my athletes about regularly is identifying those things that they can and can't control. And for example, they can control their behavior. They can control how much they train and how well they train. They can control what they eat, how they recover, all of those things. What they can't control is other people, the environment, and any of the other things that come into play when we're performing. I guess the big part of this is learning how to look at a situation and identify some of those things that you can and can't control, and then making sure that you're working on the things that you can control. One of the areas that I find with athletes is that they get very focused on a lot of the things that they can't control and then they become more and more obsessed with those things over time, and it actually takes away from their performance and what they can actually change within that performance. There are a few things to consider when you're looking at trying to control or at least guide yourself through the process of focusing on the things that you can have an impact on and letting go of the things that you can't. Self-discipline and having a plan are key factors in being able to Sort out the things that you can control and putting in practice and in plan those sorts of things. For example, we can make sure that we have everything ready for training so that you don't forget something. You can control what you eat before and after a match. You can control what you drink, how you perform, your attitude on the day. All of those things are well within your ability as an athlete. Sometimes when I hear athletes complaining about the external factors and the ones that I would consider things we can't control, I'll pull them aside and talk to them about the things they can. This is sometimes very empowering for the athlete because they've become so focused on the external factors and the things that they can't control that they've lost the ability to see the things that they can. Teaching young athletes how to do this is really important and something that needs to be an ongoing thing that we keep bringing up the things they can do to improve their own performance. Because at the end of the day, we can give an athlete all of the tools, but they still have to put them into practice. They still have to have a plan and they still have to implement that plan effectively.
1: I think control the controllable is a really good quote for life as well. But as we know, things don't go to plan. So what do we do when things don't go to plan? What's your advice for athletes?
0: The first important thing to do is work out why it may not have turned out how you anticipated it would. And that comes down to if I had a plan, was my plan effective? Did something happen that I hadn't considered? There are things that are out of our control as well. So when I talk about control the controllables, it doesn't mean things aren't going to go wrong or they're not going to turn out exactly how you plan them. That's never going to be the case. But if you have a plan, you can always review it and see if there are changes that you can make. Or if there are external factors, someone hurt themselves during the game, it was pouring rain and you couldn't do what you wanted to do as a skill, Uh, You were late to the game because there was traffic. All of those things can be external factors. And you need to be able to then think, well, I did everything I could. I worked on a plan. My plan didn't necessarily lead to the performance that I wanted, but I was happy with my plan. Things that are outside of our control quite often lead to poor behaviour. And an example of that is umpiring. So there's often some differences of opinion, I would say, when, when it comes to umpiring. And if myself as an athlete spend all of my time focusing on whether the umpire is getting the right calls or giving the right calls or the umpire is giving them more free hits than me or picking on me or they're not calling anything, someone on the sideline is yelling at the umpire, that is something that we can't control. But your focus is now on that. So it's now shifted from, if I receive this ball, I'm going to do this. If my teammate gets this ball, I'm going to be in this position. Focusing on an umpire or another person in another team and their behaviour takes away from your ability to implement your plan. It's a distraction. So in your brain, you are thinking all about the external factors coming in and that then affects how you're thinking about where you should be supporting your team members or how you perform a skill. All of those things can be affected by you being distracted. So the important thing to teach our athletes is if they feel like they're getting distracted or their behavior is changing according to that distraction, they need to be able to pull back and refocus. And refocusing brings back the control in that environment.
1: I think one of the ineffective behavioural traits of players we see on the court and off the court is playing the blame game, blaming the refs, blaming other people, and that doesn't bring a team together at all. I think focusing on you as an athlete and really focusing on what you can do to help the team instead of blaming other areas that you can't control is really important. How do you encourage a player to get out of that mindset of blaming everything else around them?
0: That's a really good question because a lot of that does go on at times. And the most important thing is teaching the athlete to refocus. When an athlete comes to you and says, oh, such and such didn't do this and they wouldn't pass me the ball and all of these other things that they can't control, making them a little bit more accountable and saying to them, well, what did you do to change that? What was your role in that? Were you in the right position? Do you think that you were focusing on too much on what they were doing and not doing what you're supposed to do? Or did you just give up because you were getting frustrated? So, number one, we talked about how trying to get athletes to see how they are playing and the things that they can change within their performance is really important. So that's where you would start, first of all. There also is the element of, okay, as the coach, I need to maybe look at what's happening on the field and maybe there is some issues within the team culture about who to pass it to when and all of those things. So I guess you need to be able to listen to your athletes if they're giving you that sort of feedback. I certainly don't encourage athletes to put blame or put excuse outwardly. I always like them to think about, did I play well? Did I play to the standard I expected? And how did the team go? Now, just because you played well does not mean that team played well. It doesn't mean that you necessarily won either. But you can only control that. Did I do what the coach asked me to do in terms of the team plan? Did I encourage the people around me and support them? And did I implement my skills and my ability into the game as much as I can? And if I did all of those three things, then I've done as much as I possibly can. And that's where you need to be able to review that. The thing that I find that is most difficult to teach athletes is how do they implement the team plan whilst also implementing their own skill set. Understanding what the coach means by some of the strategy involved in sport and where they need to be and learning how to match those two things together. So, for example, I have a lot of athletes that if a coach gives them too much information, this is the plan we're going to run with today against this particular opposition, I need you to play slightly differently to what you would normally do each week. Now, some athletes, will that will completely blow their mind because they know that they play this particular style and this particular way, and it might be just on instinct. They may not even think about how they play. Then they get it in their head that someone wants them to play differently or a different position. That can really upset some players. In fact, A lot of players aren't very good at adapting to that situation. There's two components to this. One is, has the coach really thought about the impact that this comment might have on the athlete, knowing your athletes and understanding whether they can play a different position with you just saying that, or did you need to have a chat to them first about the exact things you need out of them and maybe give them three things to work on in that game so they have a bit of focus? Did you, as the coach get to the point where the athlete understood you and could rephrase some of the things back to you and that you really thought as the coach, yes, they do understand what I'm trying to get out of them. Because at the end of the day, the athlete in that situation is trying to adapt to something the coach wants to control, not necessarily what the player wants to control. So then that's when those two worlds come together and you've got a coach trying to implement a plan, an athlete trying to implement a plan, And then all the other athletes within that group trying to work together towards the same plan. If you have an athlete that struggles with implementing that plan or changing how they play, as a coach, it's really important to sit them down and try and explain where they fit in the team and in the plan. Otherwise, you'll have an athlete that is completely lost And the next part of that is that they will start to blame. They will start to have negative thoughts because they're not playing as well as they can because they're thinking so much about what they need to do. However, it's really important for athletes to learn all of these different things and learn how to play different positions and different uh, styles of play, different strategies, that sort of thing. Coaches need to be aware that there are some athletes that are very good at understanding the complete nature of the game. They understand where people should stand positionally, what each role within the team involves, what the coach is trying to get everyone to do, what the opposition is doing. Some athletes have a very natural instinct to read the play and understand what's going on. And then you have every other athlete out there doing... Some of it and not any of it. So identifying within those athlete groups which ones get it and which ones you need to nurture and teach over time to take in the whole game. There's some simple questions that you can ask your athlete and we've gone over them in previous episodes where if the athlete comes off the field and sits down on the bench, ask them how they think they're going and how they're impacting the game and start that process in their brain oh, I don't know, how am I doing, coach? We need to change that so that they start to look more broadly. They're not just looking at how they're playing. They're not just looking at how they're playing against their opposition player. They're actually looking more broadly in a how did our attack go, how did our midfield go, how did our defence go, where did I run and what did I do in that match that was good, where could I have done things differently. All of those things are really important in developing an athlete and just telling kids what to do is not teaching them how to control controllable. It's teaching them to just do what you say. They need to be able to listen to what you say, work out what the strategy is, work out what they're going to do and what they can control as an individual player and then how that fits back into the team model. Part of uh, controlling the controllables and understanding what you need to do as an athlete is being in the moment. So if your head is in a different space, whether that's from external feedback, whether you're focusing on the umpire, whether you're thinking about the party that you're going to go to tomorrow night or tonight, it's actually really important for you to be in the moment. A lot of athletes find this very difficult and this can be to do with being in the moment actually playing the game. It could be being in the moment where you have an amazing win or you win a grand final or you've performed at an extremely high level, you've got a personal best, whatever it might be. You need to let yourself as an athlete and as a coach and I guess as a parent be in that moment. This is why we compete. These are the things that we like to get out of our sport. Often I see athletes who have won a medal and They're used to winning a medal and they just disregard it. Oh, well, it's just another ribbon. It's just another medal. Being in the moment is really important because if you don't sit in that space and allow that moment to happen, what have you worked towards? I don't understand that we just want to get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Being in the moment and even if it's just winning a match, you even expected to win, I guess being in the moment and having a think about your impact in that game how it felt to win or even how it felt not to win being in the moment doesn't mean it has to be all happy and successful it just means what is happening right now am i actually here on the ground feeling the ground underneath my feet getting the feeling of my team around me the atmosphere of playing together, socialising together, that's really important because being in the moment is something that we need to do in life. Being in the moment is a great skill for all athletes to learn and that's for the purpose of using it in their sporting life but in every other part of their life. In the world that we live in at the moment, it just seems that we roll on all the time and people don't stop to appreciate the things that maybe that we've worked towards or the things that we're trying to achieve, it feels like sometimes that we're just, okay, tick that box, move on to the next thing. We haven't stopped to appreciate what we've achieved. It has certainly changed, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that the world moves a lot more quickly these days. There's so many more opportunities. There's so so much more stimulus. There's a lot more sport going on for athletes. People are going from one training session to another. We're rushing around and some people are not sitting in the space and being in the moment and thinking, you know what? I did really well today. I really enjoyed that game or I really did well at my test and I got the result that I was looking for and I need to think about that for a minute and appreciate it. Being in the moment is something that will give you a lot of fulfillment. It will help you appreciate, but it will also help you look at what you've achieved and maybe then change or plan to do the next thing.
1: We certainly see a lot of people chasing dreams, talking about chasing dreams, but they don't actually talk about the chase and the enjoyment of the chase. We sit in the future in our heads a little bit too much. And I think teaching kids to enjoy the little moments, even the losses, and not focusing on the next game as much as still going out and celebrating after a game, even if you've lost, is really fun and an important part of growth in life, learning to fail and moving on from that. The fear of missing out is a big one in my generation we always want to know what's happening next, what's going on next. I don't want to miss out on what's going on next and not actually sitting with ourselves and thinking, am I enjoying what's happening now or am I just thinking about what's going on next?
0: I completely agree with what you're saying there, Elkie, is that we don't take time in a quiet space to think, I have achieved that. I have done what I wanted to do. I implemented my plan and I either won or I lost or something happened, something occurred for me to just sit there and think about. It doesn't mean that you need to change anything necessarily, but being in the moment means I feel like I'm present. I'm right here feeling the emotions, feeling the air around me, feeling the people around me. I'm socialising, I'm right here where I need to be and I've worked towards this. Always looking forward and always trying to push, 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 push often leads to not being fulfilled because, like you say, okay, I've achieved that, so I, what am I doing next? What's the next part? What's the next part? What's the next part? And that is not fulfilling. That's almost saying, oh, well, I did that. It's, I've ticked the box. I don't really feel anything about that. I don't even really appreciate it but I'm just going to move on to the next thing. I think it
1: leads to burnout as well and you don't realise burnout is happening until you're finally sitting with yourself and we've definitely experienced it and not appreciated the things we've achieved because we haven't had that happy moment of, wow, I just did that and that really elates you and brings you up and then you can move on to the next thing because you've sat with yourself and you're happy with it. And it even gives you more time to be more creative and think about more pathways and what is next if you've sat with yourself, been in the moment
0: and you've enjoyed where you are. It is something that you need to learn how to do. It took me a very long time as an athlete to sit and enjoy being an athlete and just being around people and appreciating my performance within that Uh, Team or within that performance or tournament or whatever it might be. So I understand that it's very difficult for some people who are particularly high achievers and people that like to get stuff done and like to tick boxes and move forward and achieve and achieve and achieve. What I learned is that I wasn't enjoying things as much as I do now. I wasn't enjoying the fact that I'd maybe won some gold medals or completed something in the time that I wanted to complete it in. I just kept moving forward. I remember clearly having a thought process around, do I actually like playing my sport? Is this something I enjoy? I've been extremely lucky in my in my sporting career that I have won uh, national medals, world cup medals, uh, local grand finals, state titles, I have had an incredibly lucky career and exposure to lots and lots of different types of performances and coaches and teammates and all of those things. And I can honestly say it's taken me until I was in my later career to actually appreciate those things. And I wish someone had told me as a younger person to sit there and take it all in, enjoy it, appreciate the fact that. Not everyone wins. Not everyone gets a gold medal. Not everyone gets a trophy. Not everyone gets to do what you're doing, travelling to play sport or being able to freely play a sport that you love and want to achieve in. It frustrates me that no one really taught me how to do that. I was definitely one of those athletes that was, okay, what's the next team? What's the next thing that I'm going to do? What do I want to achieve in my sport? over the next 12 months, over the next two years. And it was a constant. And I look back on it now and I can't remember a lot of the things that I did because I just left them behind me. To wrap up the episode, I would like to talk about the things that we'd like people to take away from today. One is for every athlete, have a look at the things that you can control, that you can focus on. Have a little bit of a look at whether you're focusing on things you can't control and rein those in and focus on those things you can control and be aware of the things that you can't control. That's really important because being aware of them brings them to your attention and you can then cope and put in place some strategies for you to change your reaction to that. The next part is how do I plan And what do I put into my plan to help me control my performance and control the things that I want to be able to achieve? Use this plan to also then review how you're going with that. And changing your plan over time is also important. So just because you put a plan in place does not mean that that plan can't change. Another thing is making sure that you check in with yourself. How am I going with this? How am I? Going with my controlling what I can control? How am I reacting to the things that are outside of my control? Am I doing a good job? Do I need to change some things? Do I need to maybe be more aware and in the moment to be able to recognize some of my own behavior, recognize the things that maybe are affecting me? Am I moving too quickly forward? Have I sat in the space? Have I sat in the moment and thought, I love coming to training? I love socialising with these people around me. I really have enjoyed my game today. I've done everything that I've wanted to do. Yes, there's some things that I need to work on, but essentially I have had a great time. These are the things that we need athletes to walk away with, these moments where they don't attach winning to a moment. A moment is something where you realise you are in it and you have enjoyed it, or in a positive, being in the moment. You're in it and you're taking everything in. The laughing of the teammates around you, the warm-up drills, are you doing them really well? Am I focused on what the team is trying to achieve? Am I focused on what the coach has asked me to do? All of those little things and staying in the moment rather than getting distracted by the external factors or things that might come after the game It's really important to learn that because you will enjoy your sport more and that will lead to you having much more fulfillment over time. I just want to let people know that this podcast is based on uh, a lot of experience in the industry and some of the conversations and questions that I've had throughout that career and by no means is it specific advice and you can take what you need from the information and we hope that it starts to allow people to ask more questions or consider certain situations in a different way.